0: icons did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanten, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so, that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall, who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus I have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the truest blood podcast. So check it out uh, and also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max, and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number 1 best-selling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Craft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like are you an overbuyer or underbuyer, a morning person or night person, Abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. my bachelorette party we're supposed to celebrate my love we supposed to celebrate my marriage I try to hear it every f-ing day from brain people I didn't even know so just respect my feelings okay I hear it every f-ing day people telling me well, that see, they don't like me they don't like Jack they don't like us together so the last thing I wanted was to come on my bachelorette party and have to go out in a f***ing sign saying don't do it Brittany. but I don't think anyone <laughs> was like oh should she not do it I think everyone's like, yeah, don't do it, don't. <laughs> that was a monologue for the ages. Give Brittany and Emmy. I loved it so so much. <laughs> We're supposed to be celebrating my love. We're supposed to be celebrating our marriage. I'm not supposed to be dealing with random ass people bringing me a sign that says, "Don't get married." We're here on my bachelorette celebrating our love. <laughs> I loved it so so much. She had to deal with the sign. Somebody brought a sign and and look. We were led to believe that that sign was planted maybe by some patrons of the club. I saw it on social media when they had the batch rep party. I saw some bravo Accounts and blogs posted it, and I seriously thought there were like people on the street that came in to like ruin Britney's bachelorette party. I didn't realize it was like the people at the club, the women bringing out the drinks and the cocktails, just having some fun, like they do with every single person. I think Ariana in that scene said that they do that with everyone who comes into the club for a bachelorette party. <laughs> so it was so funny to me that Britney was just like losing it. It's supposed to be my wedding. I was like, oh my God, Brittany, this is just, it was too much. It was so perfect. It was so, so good. And you know, those uh, VIP hosts or those cocktail waitresses, whoever it was that was holding that sign, they were like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I bet they had a great laugh watching this episode. Brittany just having that breakdown in the wedding dress. This is supposed to be my bachelorette party. We're supposed to celebrate my loves. Although we saw in the preview for the upcoming season, for the entire season, that Brittany like cries in a wedding dress and has her head down on the pizza box. And I wondered, was that from this scene? Or was that from a scene from her actual wedding? I need answers. I need answers. Also, for like a brief moment, I was like, oh my god, Jax was so sweet when he showed up, and all the girls were in their wedding dress, the women were in their wedding dresses, and Jack showed up with the pizza box, and I thought, oh my god, how sweet. He left his bachelor party, came to check on Britney, and he brought him some food. And then it was revealed that he just brought him some chicken bones. He That's what he brought him, some bare chicken bones. And there was like one slice of pizza, but it was like, I don't want the slice of pizza that's sitting next to Peter's chicken bones, you know, the one that he picked off of. It was like, I don't even care if there was some pizza left in that box. Like, I don't want to eat it if I just had uh, one of those guys one of those dirtball men <laughs> sucking on a, a chicken wing and left the bone in the box. I'm not interested. Take the pizza back and get me a new one. That's what I would said to Jax. I would have said, order me a new one. This is rude. You planted the seed of me having a fresh, nice pizza when I'm upset. And then here you bring me a box of chicken bones with some some random ass slices that nobody wanted from the bachelor party. Not acceptable, Jax. I really started to turn on him even more. I was, I was for just a very brief moment. I was like, oh, Jax is being a nice guy. And then I saw them bare chicken bones, and I said, "Nope, get it out of here." I would have been so fucking pissed if I was Brittany. I'd been way more pissed about that than the VIP host bringing out a sign that said, "Don't marry him" or "Don't do it, Brittany. I'd been pissed about that empty box—no one slice of pizza for a hundred people. Do you see how many girls were around that table? There was a hundred women at that table, and he brought uh, two boxes with, I think, three square slices. I was happy that he had the square slices, but, but a couple slices and then some chicken bones. And that is completely unacceptable. I would have broken the wedding off right there. Not okay, Jax. Not okay. Treat your woman right. It's supposed to be her bachelorette party. It's supposed to be celebrating her love. <laughs> I love her. Um, let's back up for a second we're going to talk about this episode. I thought this episode was great. It's interesting. Last week on the show, we had that big fight between Tom and Stassi, which I did think that something was missing. I felt like we were missing a key bit of information, either about the bartenders or something's going on. And a lot of people pointed out that they thought that that scene was completely staged. And I didn't get that impression, but some people said they saw them like laughing in the middle of the fight. And I didn't catch that. Uh, I thought it was real. And maybe that's me being naive sometimes, because I thought it was real. Although I do think it was like played up, right? Like I think if I was Stasi, I'd be like, I'm going to play up a loud fight at my book launch because then it gets the book on the show more, right? It's like very smart business, uh, to start a fight. So I thought that was interesting, but I didn't think it was fake. I felt like it was, it was realish to me. I don't know. Anyway, we, uh, that was last week. And this week we open with some very good transitional music. The episode this week starts off with a song that's like, Ready or not, here I come. I can't hide no more. <laughs> Those days are done. I can't sing at all. But it was sort of like that song by the Fugees, "Ready or Not," but uh, remixed for Vanderpump Rules and with a worse singer. And you know, I kind of liked it. I would have downloaded it on iTunes if I would have had access. All these songs that they present to us, we can't even download on iTunes, which is frustrating to me. One of these days, we need the transitional songs to uh, be fully completed so we can download. You know Atlanta's doing great transitional song music work, and I would like to download some of them, and we can't. We just can't. Anyway, we open with seeing Britney and Jax at home. Jax has a face mask on and a leaf blower. And honestly, that's a horror movie waiting to happen. You know how the Scream movies, they have the Scream mask, or Jason, not Jason Couchy, but Jason, um, Friday the 13th, Jason's got the hockey mask. Freddy Krueger's got the the thing, this could be its own horror movie. Just Jacks with the leaf blower and the facial masks. I I would think that's a terrifying sight. Just him running around the suburbs with that leaf blower. I don't know. That Jacks. I don't know. Seeing them at home is just shocking to my system, isn't it? When I every time they showed Jacks trying to be domestic with like the leaf blower or the lawnmower or whatever the fuck yard tools he's using, every time I like can't get a grasp on it. And I see it. It's like my eyes don't know what to do. They just bug out of their head. And I'm supposed to just be adjusted to that? I don't know. Uh, my eyes can't adjust to them in the suburbs there. It's something about it just seems off or unnatural. And they keep showing it to us, him doing the lawn, they keep trying to show us those quick shots of him being domestic, and I just can't wrap my head around it. And maybe the Bravo producers are purposely doing that. They want us to get used to it. And I don't know if I'll ever get used to it. I don't think I'll get used to him with the a, a lawnmower or a leaf blower or cleaning out the gutters or any of that stuff. I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe by the end of the season, we'll see. Let's keep tabs. We'll keep tabs. Then we cut to Sheena at home. We saw a card with a cartoon Sheena on it. And if you guys saw that, it was like a close-up. Sheena has a card of herself with her tattoo. It's all happening on her um dresser or whatever. And that's Nicole Marie Papery. If you guys don't know her, she does fantastic cards. I hope I'm saying that name right, Nicole. It's Nicole Marie, and I think it's Nicole Marie Papery. If you look it up on Instagram, but she sells wonderful, like Bravo cards and stuff. So check those out. There's also a large portrait of Sheena that she has in her house. (laughs) And I don't know why it cracks me up every time I see Sheena like decorating her house with stuff of her on it. And I think a lot of people do it. I watch those architectural digest tours on YouTube where it's like celebrities bring us into their homes and we get to, it's like cribs almost. Remember MTV cribs? It's like that, but it's, Present day, <laughs> present stars, and they show us around. There's an infamous one with Liv Tyler that I encourage everyone to go view. It looks like everything's always been here, but actually, it wasn't. There was nothing here. I have this crazy crystal in here. <laughs> I collect typewriters, old cookie jar. It is a telephone that is like a pair of lips. <laughs> They don't make cell phones like that, do they? This sofa, so that we can all just lay here. We do this all the time. The live Tyler one is truly mind blowing. Um, but anyway, they welcome us into their homes, and what I've noticed is that the stars nowadays still do, oftentimes, not always, oftentimes have pictures of themselves on the walls, whether it be in their hallways or in their offices or whatever. But for some reason, when I see Sheena do it, it just, it's like so much funnier, right? Than when I see, I don't know, Neil Patrick Harris do it for Architectural Digest. And uh, it's just funny. She had a big self portrait on the wall. It was, was it a portrait? I don't know. It was like a photograph of her, but it was enlarged. And I don't know, good for Sheena. Good for her. Um, but everyone's getting ready for Miami. They're all going for the bachelor, bachelorette party. And right off the bat, I was upset because I thought this is going to mean no James again. No James, no Raquel. We're going episodes and episodes without seeing certain cast members. I don't know if I said this on the show or on social media, but imagine a show that you loved, like let's say Friends, Friends or Will and Grace or something like that. And imagine one of the main cast members of that show just randomly took off episodes it like is so weird to me <laughs> that Vanderpump Rules is doing this this season where it's like we're going two episodes without a main cast member because the cast is so large and that feels weird to me. Like imagine an episode of Friends randomly without Phoebe. It's like it doesn't make sense and I know that it would happen sometimes when like the actress would go on maternity leave or something, but those episodes were always off, right? Because the whole show was about the cast chemistry. And I'm not saying Vanderpump rules is friends, but I'm just saying, you know, it's weird that we're going episodes without certain cast members. So I was already a little bit worried that we're not going to see James, but it is what it is. When we have 19 fucking cast members, that's what's happening. No James for this week. Um, but everyone's getting ready to go to Miami. I have to mention Brittany's confessional look. She's doing um, some animal print work in the confessional. And it's just a lot. Again, a lot for my eyes. She looks beautiful um, but I don't know. Our animal prints must be in now because I just was looking at, uh, Hoda was interviewing Jessica Simpson. Jessica's got the animal print. I think she was wearing like an anaconda print for the Today Show interview. Must be in. What do I know? So I don't know. Maybe Brittany's on the cusp. Maybe some of you ladies out there, if you're into fashion, maybe she should let me know. Are animal prints in? We should pose that question. I'm not, um, I'm not up to date on that, but I need to be. I need to be. So then uh, it's revealed that Jackson and Tom lived together in Miami, which we already knew, but it was funny. They showed a picture of them on the screen from 2003, and the look was shocking. Sandoval had the long hair. They were wearing like the cutoff tees. Remember the Abercrombie cutoffs, which I can never pull off. I remember in high school and college when I wanted to wear the, the Abercrombie clothes. Like, I never looked, no one looked as good as the people in those ads. Remember the Abercrombie bags? You'd. You'd buy some Abercrombie shit and then you'd take the bag out and then the hottest man of all time would be on the bag. Or those remember they would do the quarterlies and it was just like hot naked men. They weren't even wearing the clothes that you were buying. They were just wearing the and I, they were covered in like plastic and I remember it just that was like my sexual awakening when I saw those those Abercrombie quarterly ads. I always would ask my mom I'm like, Can we get the can we buy the ad? <laughs> you had to buy the magazine. Uh, at the counter, which was the ma, it wasn't even a magazine. It was just like uh, advertisements, but you had to buy it and it was covered in plastic wrap. And I remember like begging my mother to buy it because I wanted to go home and look at the boys. Um, because everyone was so attractive. The Carlson twins, remember them? Anyway, we're getting off track here. Uh, but there was <laughs> 2003 photo of Sandoval and Jax. And I believe they m- did Sandoval maybe. I think he did he do Abercrombie ads? You guys, I have to say, I think I mentioned this on the show before, but when I was doing the fancy AF cocktail book with Tom and Ariana, I had gotten to see Tom's like modeling book and he did like so many very high profile campaigns back in the day. I mentioned that before, but it was like shocking to see the footage. Um, but I wondered, did they do Abercrombie anyway. Then we cut to Stasi and Bo. They're talking about Kristen and their packing. And I do kind of get bummed out that. Bo just seemingly like assists Stasi in all the scenes, like he's helping her but ba- I don't know, it feels that way, doesn't it? And I like Bo. He seems nice, but it seems like every scene he's just like he's doing what Dolores does in the real House was in New Jersey with Teresa, where it's like Bo's entire role in the scene is to just kind of talk it out with Stasi. and look, sometimes those people are needed. Uh, but I would like to know like what's going on in Bo's head, what's going on in Bo's life? What's happening with him? Like I want to know his family life. I want to know what he's doing uh, yeah, I and mean, his time off from the show. It seems like every time we're talking to Bo, it's about Stasi. And he's a main cast member now. So I'd like to just, let's get a peek inside Bo's life. I want to know what his situation is. We met his mom last season. Let's meet more about, uh, I don't know, Bo's people or something. Because right now, I, I'm not really liking Bo as just an assistant to Stassi. And I want to see the other shades of Bo, if you will. Because I feel like he's got some good stuff there. Anyway, then we cut to Kristen moving into her house. I like her house. Her house is cute. It's cute and it's different. She posted a picture. I don't know where it was on Bravo or her social media where she updated the kitchen. It looks so adorable. I loved it. Ariana shows up and she is helping her move. And She sees a box that says, in big bold letters, Carter Important. And right away, she's like, "Um, Kristen, hey girl, what are you doing? So she questions her and she says, have you had sex with Carter? And Kristen's like, I had sex with Carter this morning. And Ariana's like, you're being very messy. And it's not, it's not okay. And then they talk about uh, the fight between Tom and Stassi. Ariana said, Stassi screamed like an out of tune Mariah Carey. And to that, I just say, very rarely is Mariah Carey out of tune. And I just have to stick up for my queen icon legend. (laughs) Um, Because very rarely. It has happened. You know, Everyone has an off night. Everyone has an off night. Um anyway, Ariana sticks up for Tom, which is of course she's going to. They're together. Of course she's going to stick up for her man. I like when the people stick by their man on these shows. It happens a lot. I always get mad at Tom Schwartz because I feel like he oftentimes like doesn't stick by Katie and it bugs me. Even though when it, sometimes maybe Katie's wrong or something like that, I still think like you've got to stick up for your significant other, right? Like even if you know they're wrong, I think sometimes you got to do it. Sometimes, not every time but sometimes, if they're maybe really wrong, maybe not, but for the most part I think if they're like a little bit in the wrong, I think you stick up for them in public and then in private you say what the fuck are you doing? Like that's what I would do with Matt. I'd be like defending his honor and then suddenly I'd be like uh when we were home alone at night, I would say what the fuck were you doing? You were fucking wrong. That's what I would do. Um anyway, then we see we see a scene at Tom Tom and there was a fire. There was a fire, and here's my problem with the men on Bravo. There was a fire. This this would be applicable to almost every one of the men on Bravo. There's a fire at Tom Tom, and I think her name is Velissa. I hope I'm getting that name right. Velissa's the one who's gotta put out the fire. There's a fire. One of those candles, because they got so many fucking candles at those restaurants. Bound something was bound to light on fire. But uh, eventually I think it was a plant or something lit on fire, and all the men are just like, ah, <laughs> running around. Like what do we do? Ah! And then Velissa's got to step up and say, "Look, I'm going to fucking put it out." And she even says to those guys, she said, "What would you all have done if I wasn't here?" And that's how I feel about all the men on Bravo, like, "What what are they doing?" The women are the ones ruling this network. They're ruling the roost. And so thankfully, Velissa was around to save TomTom. Tom. That whole thing would have burned to the ground if it weren't for her. Max wasn't doing anything that's for damn sure Max, the manager over there, wouldn't do, uh, lift a goddamn finger. Just sitting over there, Velissa had to save the whole joint. She saved the show, quite frankly. Melissa saved the show because without Tom, I, I don't know, maybe they wouldn't have been able to film. There could have been some issues. So, Melissa really saved the show. So, she's really keeping the lights on at that network. Bravo. So, Velissa we salute you. I hope that's your name and I'm not just typing it because Melissa sounds like a strange name. Like, is it Melissa? And I just did a typo in my notes. Maybe. Melissa. I don't know, Melissa. Is that even a name, Melissa? Was it meant to be Melissa and then just uh, didn't finish writing the M? You know, it's like the letter V is basically half an M. So maybe uh, in the birth certificate, they just didn't finish writing that M and then her name became Melissa. I don't know. Unclear. But uh, quite frankly, Melissa, we salute you and we're really proud of you. Lisa arrives, then she talks to Max and she's asking about what happened between Tom and Stasi. And Max tells her, but here's what I was most interested in. There was again no Max confessional. So here's what I'm led to believe. Bravo is editing out Max and Brett from the confessionals. I said that last week. You heard it here first. And I truly believe that's what they're doing. They did it this week because it would have made very much sense to have a Max confessional there. He was talking to LVP about what happened in the very first episode. Max had a confessional, and now suddenly he doesn't. So that leads me to believe that after that, Twitter scandal with Max and Brett tweeting out all those awful things. Bravo was like, "Look, we're going to cut them out of the episodes," and quite frankly, that means we're not going to have a detachment to them, and they likely won't be around next season. I'll be very curious if they have them at the reunion, Um, but as of now, I think that was a smart move, and I'm I'm very curious because Bravo hasn't said outright that they edited them out, but it's very clear to me that they did. So something's going on. Anyway, then we cut to. The airport LAX. I usually like the airport scenes, and we, we didn't really get a whole lot of airport scenes here, but we did get to see the crew going to Miami. Uh, Brittany's wearing a bride-to-be thing. And Jax, when they arrived to Miami, they're in like a big van, and Jax is like, this is where Tom and I went to Walgreens at, and this is where we lived. And I would have loved to seen them. It was revealed on the boat that they shared a twin bed, and that's the reality show I would like to see. I want to see Tom Sandoval and short or Tom Sandoval and Jack sharing a twin bed. Twin bed is small. I'm six three and I'm almost never been able to fit in a twin bed. I've always had one, of course, but I can't imagine having two men in a bed in a twin bed. Two men, you guys. I know sometimes when I talk to my my girlfriends, they'll be like talking about how they have a queen bed for them and their husband or their boyfriend. And look, I'm in a male male relationship, and you just need a king size bed there's, it's very difficult to have two men in a bed, especially because I like my space. <laughs> I know Some people like to cuddle. I'm like, Matt, get to the other side of the bed. I'm not in the mood. Um, but I need my space. And so a twin bed, like you're two men, you're literally on top of each other. Like they had to have been spooning a little bit. And I would like to see that reality show. Show it to me, Bravo. I don't know. Where's the footage? Somebody's got that footage. It's got to be a photo or something, something there. Anyway, then we see Brittany and Jax's friends from home arrived. They were at the hotel, but we didn't end up seeing them Like later on. Did you notice this? Brittany like greeted some friends from Kentucky. But then I didn't see them on that boat. And I don't even think I saw them at the dinner. So what, did Brittany just invite him, and then was like, okay, you can't film with us? <laughs> like, I don't know, what happened to the friends? Um, Peter's there too, and Sheena said she was staying with Peter in the room because it was cheaper. And I thought, how much is Bravo paying these people? Sheena's been on a hit show for eight years and she can't afford her own room. What's happening? Give her a raise. She's, quite frankly, carrying the season on her back, her and without them, Without them, we wouldn't have a show. And Sheena can't even afford her own room on a quick bachelorette weekend in Miami? That's unacceptable, Bravo. Give her a raise. What are they paying her? What's What's Sheena getting paid that she's got to share a room with Peter? And what's Peter getting paid? I know Peter's not a main cast member, but he's the manager over at Sir for a hundred years now. Surely he could afford his own room. I don't imagine why they want to stay with each other. I never saw those two as a dynamic duo, or I didn't know they had such a close friendship, Peter and Sheena. So it makes no sense to me why they're sharing a room. Even Kristen, who doesn't even have a job as a waitress anymore, she's able to afford her own room. So why does Sheena and Peter got to stay together? What are they getting paid? I want to know their finances. Someone sent us their tax returns. Release the tax returns. <laughs> show, me, show me the taxes. That's what we need. Um, anyway, then we see Tom in the hotel lobby pulling aside Stassi, and Tom says, "Look, our last altercation was rough," and Stassi right away says, "Yeah, because you're a dick." And uh, I got to give Tom props here. It's hard to apologize to someone after they just said you're a dick. You know, Because you know he was seething. He was like, oh, I came to apologize. And before I could even get the words out, I'm sorry, you're saying, you're such a dick. But he kept on going. He said, I just want to apologize for those text messages and say I'm sorry. And then here's the thing, I wanted Tom to just end it there. But then he kept going. He said, but, but this is what happened, and this is why. And I wanted to say, Tom, don't do it, because I knew she was going to hold it against him. And she was going to say, ah, oh, that wasn't a good apology. And it's, I hate when somebody apologizes to me and they say, but, but this is why. And it's like, I don't know if I need the explanation now. Maybe down the road, you know, another time you could pull me aside and say, look, this is why I did that. Um, But when you are apologizing, sometimes you just need to hear, I'm sorry. But like, also, Stassi, I don't need you to say, yeah, because you're a dick. I would have been like, I would have stopped. I don't think I would have continued the apology. I would have just walked away if I was Tom. Anyway, that he said, um... Tom explained that Stasi should go to him instead of the others for the event. And what I'm most interested in is Tom, how he's saying that Schwartz doesn't know how to clock in, doesn't know how to work the register or any of that. That's what I'm most interested in. I feel like there's got to be something more to that. Like, why doesn't he know how to do that? <laughs> I don't own a bar and restaurant or a bar and grill. But I even know how to use those systems. Like, I did work bartending. I did serving, and I feel like I would remember how to work those um, things. I know how to clock in. I'm going to go clock in there for Schwartz. Uh, Anyway, we see everyone's room. Jackson, Brittany's room is very nice. Kristen, again, has her own room, uh, largely because no one wants to stay with Kristen. We all know that no one wants to stay with Kristen at all. Everyone hates rooming with her. And that's a fun thing that keeps on going on this show. Kristen, (laughs) I wish they would have forced someone to stay with Kristen. Because it's always fun. Like No one wants to do it. It's always fun. Then Tom Sandoval reveals that tonight is Miami Rat Pack theme. So they're going to a strip club, and it's Miami Rat Pack theme, which is interesting to me at a bachelor party that we're having a theme. But we love a theme on this show. There was a moment I thought, and I wrote this in my notes, that I feel like maybe they were all a little sleepy. Did you notice this? The energy seemed to pick up, but there was a moment where I thought, this seems like they're sleepier than normal. And I don't know, maybe they're just getting older or something's going on. But it seemed like as they were getting ready, they all seemed a little snoozy. And I thought maybe they all need some Red Bull or something. And it's probably just a fact of getting older, right? When you're young and in your 20s, you're getting ready to go out, you have all this energy. And now I felt like, oh, they're all a little sleepy and they're getting older. A moment. It was a brief moment in time, but it was a moment. And as they're getting ready, we see Stassi and Bo talking about Tom in the room. Stassi made another ranch dressing reference. (sighs) Another ranch dressing reference. She made it again. And she said some story about uh, Ariana being shady about the book in the airport or something. (sighs) It was another ranch dressing reference. Let's just take a moment. Let's take a moment to just breathe that in. Severin, let's take a moment of silence another ranch dressing moment. It happened. Happened again. And Stasi said that Ariana was being shady about the book in the airport. Stasi put her book, Next Level Basic, in front of the other books. She said Ariana said she couldn't find it in there for 45 minutes. And look, I don't know those airport bookstores. They pack a lot in a little space. So maybe Ariana literally couldn't find it for 45 minutes. And if she did say that, where's the footage? Where's the footage? I felt like, I don't know, maybe, I, I don't know. I don't know maybe she was being shady about it. But then we cut to LVP talking to Schwartz and Stassi. She's calling everyone. She's trying to get to the bottom of this Tom Sandoval fight. And do we think this fight was staged? Do you guys think that? I'm curious what everyone else thinks. Does everyone think that that fight was staged? Maybe it was. And I'm being naive. But everyone was DMing me that it was um, staged. Then we cut to the strip club, Sandoval's wearing that mustache, Jax is doing some hat work, Bo said he's uncomfortable at strip clubs, he tells the stripper to walk away. This was reminding me of my brother Brian's bachelor party. Take a little detour here. My brother Brian had a bachelor party in Cleveland, and I, of course, was one of the best men. My brother had two best men, both myself and my our older brother, Gary. And so we went with a group of friends, and it was all straight guys. My dad went, my dad, some of his friends were at the bachelor party. We rented like a, some hotel rooms downtown Cleveland and then we went to some bar and then we went to a strip club, I remember. And of course, like, I'm not interested in the strip club for women. I like to see some dicks. I don't need to, you know, excuse my vulgarity, but like, I'm not interested in the female strippers. So, of course, we got a table at the strip club. And then when you get a table there, the strippers just kind of come to you and they try to get you to do private dances. And so right away, like, the strippers, they were like, who's the best man? And everyone's like, Danny is. And so the, one, the first stripper was like, oh, so we'll, you'll get the first lap dance. And I was like, mm-mm, <laughs> definitely not. Like, I'm not interested in a strip, uh, lap dance. Like, unless someone here's got a dick, I'm, we're not doing it. I'm not interested. So then the other guys started getting their lap dances. That's what you do. And And while one of the guys is doing it, the other guys are, like, looking and laughing. Then... One of the girls says, uh, who's the father of the bride? And then my dad kind of like raises his hand. And my dad is like very demure. Gary is not interested in the strippers or anything like that. He was, the whole time he was like sitting in a chair, just like playing on his phone. He plays the slots, you know, those slot games. <laughs> so everyone's having fun. We're all having drinks. My dad doesn't really drink. So he's playing his slots on the phone in the corner of this thing. And then the stripper says, who's the father bride? And my dad reluctantly raises his hand. And then the stripper comes over and she kind of is like sitting on my dad's lap or something. And I'm – look, he's not taking his eyes off the slot machine. And then the stripper – I'm right next to my dad. I hear the stripper saying, like, do you want to dance, big fella or big papa or whatever, <laughs> whatever the fuck she was calling him? I think it was like big fella. Hey, big fella, you want to dance? And my dad's like, no, I'm okay, you know, and he's not taking his eyes off the slot machine. And I have pictures somewhere, I gotta find him. And then he the stripper kind of like moves his chin to like talk to him. And my dad's still not interested, but decides, like, okay, like she wants to have a conversation. So then I overhear him telling her about his Nike Fitbit, and he was just telling her how he like needed to get some steps in, so he had to leave. <laughs> And so Gary, like, literally told the stripper, he's like, "Um, I can't do this anymore. Like, we got to end this conversation because I have some more steps I need to get in. And so then he just, like, I don't know, like, threw the stripper off him and then went and got his steps in to finish his Nike Fitbit points. What do you call it? The fuel points. But I overhear him, like, telling her about the fuel points. And she was like, What's a fuel point? And he was just like, Well, it's my Nike Fitbit. He's going on and on. (laughs) And then I became friends with this woman. Her stage name was Chocolate. I was chatting with her the whole night. She like asked if I want to lap dance and I was like, no, let's just sit and chat. And I actually have a picture of her and I, uh, that I keep on my Christmas tree. I, I put it in one of those ornaments, you know, those picture frame ornaments. And I really, I like it because it reminds me of that night we had so much fun, chocolate and I, and we became really close friends. She was like just saving money for, for school. And then we took some photos and we were friends on Instagram for a while. Like we kept in contact and then she eventually deleted her account, but. Her stage name was Chocolate, and we were really close. For all we would DM sometimes. She was a reality TV fan, so she would sometimes send me some notes when she would watch The Housewives or whatever. And I wish I still kept her contact information. She was great, but I every Christmas I see her on my tree, and I'm reminded of that because it was so fun. She she was just the best, and you know these strippers—you got to tip them well. You got to tip them well. They're earning money to do schooling and. For their family and stuff like that. So treat them respectfully, first of all, and tip them well. Tip them well. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy-filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code Iconic all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, you all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in L.A. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion uh They just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live, and it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much, Uh and also you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe. And that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet. And that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking... Uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow knit activor. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80%, less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, Again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash Iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic. Anyway, so there we're at, on Vanderpump Rules, we're at the strip club, and Jax, or I'm sorry, Tom Sandoval and Bo, they go have a conversation, and they talk, Bo said that Tom should have apologized better, and Sandoval says that, again, Schwartz doesn't know how to clock in or out or make a drink, and then we saw a flashback to Schwartz's bar panic attack, Sandoval says Schwartz is a yes man. And then they argue about whose customers were at the place that, that day. And I thought it was interesting. Bo says that they were Stassi's customers. And then Sandoval says that they're Tom customers. And I'm not sure where I land on that. I'm not sure where I land on that. But Bo in his confessional calls Sandoval a dick. And here's what I'm finding interesting this season. Sandoval's the villain. And I was trying to think, has Sandoval ever been the villain of a season? I feel like he's definitely the villain so far and I don't know if he's ever been the villain. We've had some of the other people be villains. I would have thought Jax would have been the full-out villain this season, but it seems like we're being led to believe that Sandoval's the villain. And look, I know Tom Sandoval, and he's a gem of a human being. So look, it is what it is. Some of you are going to DM me and say you're biased because you work with him, whatever, but I think he's a gem of a human, and uh, I'll stand by that. Anyway, then we see the women in their wedding dresses, which is so funny. Stasi had the most hilarious confessional where she was saying like, that all the girls had to get tacky wedding dresses. And she said, uh, Lala's idea of tacky is just putting on a dress that covers her whole body. And Sheena just pulled something out of her closet. <laughs> it was so funny. Stasi gave a good confessional there and it really made me laugh. Um, but then there was also a moment where we see all the women in their wedding dresses on the dance floor and Katie had a confession and she said, Kristen is finally getting her footing as a single gal. And then we cut to Kristen falling. <laughs> it was so good. Those brilliant, beautiful Bravo editors gave us a moment, made me laugh. Kristen's always fallen. She's always falling like a baby giraffe. And I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Also, there was a moment with the men at the strip club where a stripper was calling Peter Zorro. And then, it was so funny. She said, Pirate Zorro. and. <laughs> Peter, Peter, Peter. Um, Then the stripper was telling Jax to remove his glasses because Jax had glasses on. And the stripper said to him, are you dead inside? And Jax said, yeah. And it was a very telling moment. And I honestly thought it was the most truthful we've seen of anything on the show thus far. We saw Jax just saying, yeah, he's dead inside. And honestly, I thought, oh, this is chilling. This is a chilling, a truthful moment. The truth comes out. Truth comes out. Then we see a little scene at Sir with Dana and Danica. Dana tells Lisa Vanderpump that Sheena hasn't been kind to her. And this is all made up. I don't believe it again. They're trying to present Dana as the new Stasi, which I was thinking this week, maybe Stasi's moving on to like a spinoff or something. Because Stasi's the most poised for a, a spinoff show, Her and Beau, right? And they already have that digital series. And I believe that the producer's are like, okay, we need a new Stasi. Dana's. The most like Stasi. so they're trying to like recreate that Stassi storyline, and I don't know, I don't buy it at all. I don't buy it. Then we have that scene which we talked about already of the the women, the women in their wedding dresses, and Britney saying, "This is supposed to be my bachelorette party. We're supposed to celebrate my love. So just respect my feelings, okay?" That <laughs> oh, was good, you guys. That was good. And then it erupts into a fight between Lala and Kristen. Lala said she wouldn't have cared. And then Kristen the whole time was like, well, I would have cared. I would have cared. And then Lala's like, look, I respect what you have to say. And then Kristen's like, you don't respect what she has to say. And Lala's like, I just said I respected what she said. And then the brilliant, beautiful Bravo editors, they flash back to 18 seconds earlier. <laughs> they show they show Lala saying, I respect what you said. Uh, it was just beautiful. I love when they do the flashback to 18 seconds earlier or a minute earlier or two minutes earlier. It's so good. It's so good. And poor Brittany, every confessional, she has to be like, yeah, Jax cheated on me, but we've moved past it. It's kind of sad. It is sad. She, in her confessional she's like, yeah, Jax did cheat on me, but we're moving past it, and now I love him, and everyone should respect our marriage. And then we see Lala. She shaded Honda Civics in her confessional for a moment. She said something about somebody, I don't know, tweets her or something and says, I don't get anything from a blowjob except for a Honda Civic. I don't know. I wasn't quite following but then Lala said, you know, if you give a blowjob, you should get better than a Honda Civic, something like that. I was kind of, I think I was grabbing a snack during that moment. So I only half heard the conversation, but I did hear that she shaded Honda Civics. And then that was when Jax arrived with the chicken bones. That was when he came in with that box full of chicken bones. And I thought, mm-mm, time to end this. That's when Brittany needs to cut it off. Then we cut to the next morning. The next morning, we have a transitional song. Wake up see the sunshine. Everything's going to be fine. We're about to have a great day. That was the transition song. I know I didn't do it on melody, but it was. And the first image we see of people waking up is Peter without a blouse. It was just Peter without a blouse in the bed. And that was surprising. Then we see Ariana and Tom. Ariana was spooning Tom. Uh, Everyone was hungover. Jax said to Brittany when he woke up, I felt so awkward at the strip club. I couldn't get into it. And then of course the editors show him getting into it, motorboating a girl, saying that he's gonna leave with one of the strippers. And so he was obviously into it. And that's what scares me about Jax is he's able to lie so easily to his uh, bride, even though he knows everything was on camera. He was just said it like so confidently to Brittany. Then we see the boat, Sandoval got this boat. Brittany arrived on the boat and said, Boats and hoes, that's what we are And then there was a little scene of Sheena talking about Dana, which was boring to me. Because again, all made up. That's what I believe. We cut to Jax talking to his sister. And Jax says that he owns everything he does. He said, everything I've done, I've done some bad things in the past, but I've owned everything. And first of all, I like to say to that, but he also lies about it first. Like, just because you own it later, it doesn't make you a good person because you lied about it all up until that point. And then he says to her, it says a lot that all these people are here even though I did things to all of them. And I thought, yeah, but they're all paid to be there. Like let's <laughs> let's be honest. All of those people that were on the boat other than the people who flew in from Kentucky or from or Jack's family, all of those people were paid to be there. And if they weren't there, then they wouldn't be on camera, right? Like we're not seeing James there because he so he's not getting paid. I'm sure James didn't get paid for this episode. And so Look, maybe all those people are there, even though you did things to them. But those people want camera time, and they're getting paid. So i just like to point that out. But then we cut to Kristen and Lala. They make up. Kristen reveals that she texted Carter. And every single confessional to Kristen is like, yeah, I slept with Carter. <laughs> yes, I have a box of his sex toys. It's like every single one. Every single one. And then Jax shades the boat. Like, Jax said that it wasn't a yacht or something like that. He shades Sandoval and says, Sandoval, Jax is such a bridezilla here. And I'd be so pissed if I was Sandoval. Like, the way that Jax is treating the boat, it looked like a nice enough boat. Brittany loved it. Everyone seemed to love it. Stass even said it was the best thing they ever did. And then here was Jax being like, well, it wasn't a big enough boat. He said it wasn't, it was like a booze cruise I went on. I don't know. Then we have a scene of Ariana and Stasi talking. And look, there's all this book tension. And this is interesting to me. And I'm very invested in this fight. I was very invested in the Tom Sandoval and Stasi feud. And now I'm very invested in the Ariana versus Stasi feud because I feel like things are going to explode. Doesn't it feel like stuff is bubbling up under the surface? And I feel like it's all going to come to head, even a bigger head later on. And I don't know if it's going to happen in the season of the reunion, but I feel like a big blow up's going to happen and then we're going to have a further divide. And it's interesting, last season with James, it seemed like the whole cast was against James and Tom and Ariana were the only ones who were kind of on team James. And now it feels like James is out of the picture. And it feels like now Tom and Ariana are the ones on the outs and the whole group is going to kind of phase them out. Doesn't it seem like that? I don't know. That's what it feels like. I feel like something's going to erupt then we, uh, we see a scene of Katie wearing what I believe to be a puka shell necklace that's made out of solid gold. And to that, I just say, wow, I had a flashback to myself. I remember wearing puka shells on vacation in the seventh and eighth grade. And I remember everyone was doing those. Everyone was doing puka shell work circa 1998, and I was surprised to see a solid gold one. And I don't know if those are new or back in style, but I'd like to dig mine out of the dresser at my parents' house because I'm sure I have my old puka shells. Everyone had those. It was the thing to do in 98. I think if we were to check some of those old Abercrombie catalogs, we'd see a lot of puka shell necklace work because it was a thing. It was totally a thing. But she was wearing I don't even know what she was saying or what the scene was about because that's all I was doing was looking at that puka shell. The puka shell work on Katie Maloney. I couldn't believe my eyes. Also, she has a necklace on that says Bubba. Did anyone catch that? I know the puka shell took our eyes away from it, but her necklace also said Bubba. Then we see a scene at Katsuya, a dinner. Kristen talks a little bit about Carter. Then Ariana and Katie fight for a moment. Because Katie's pissed that Ariana threw Tom Schwartz under the bus. And so Katie Maloney was sticking up for her man. And I thought, good for you, Katie Maloney. Katie does always stand by her man. And I do appreciate that. She will fight with him privately and she will say his dick don't work, which is unacceptable. (laughs) Definitely below the belt. But um, when it's in public, I think she does stand by her man lately and I like it. I like it. Um, but Ariana was standing by her man and she threw Schwartz under the bus. And so those two are fighting. And I think there's some stuff brewing there too, that we're going to find out more about. I'm excited. Um, and then it erupts be- amongst everyone being against Kristen. I bet you Kristen and Ariana, they form an even stronger bond because I feel like they're going to be the ones in the outs this season. Um, but Stassi says to Kristen, we're not 22, you can't do this shit. And I thought, you know what? She's single. She uh, they've these girls have all been through this. Stassi not that long ago had the big Patrick breakup, right? And it was like everyone was there for her. And and then Katie Maloney, of course, with Tom Schwartz, they went through, through their stuff a few seasons ago. And I just feel like they're all being so rude to Kristen when they've all been through this kind of shit. And Kristen rightfully points that out. Kristen says Katie says to Kristen, you're too old to be this messy. And then Kristen says, I've been through it with both of you when Tom was fucking around on her for years. She said, I was there for you. And I don't think Kristen's wrong. I think they need to be very patient. And I feel like as a viewer, we've all been patient with Stassi's relationships, with Katie's relationships. And now to suddenly say, well, we're not 22. And it's like, well, just because Kristen hasn't found that one yet. I don't know. I'm team Kristen on this. I feel bad for her. This episode really did feel like a classic episode, didn't it? Aside from those manufactured scenes that we saw of Dana and Sir, I feel like it felt like very classic Vanderpump Rules, and I was into it. I was into it. It ended with Katie saying to Kristen, you're a miserable person. You've never been in a happier relationship in your fucking life. And that's it. Next week, we get the men dressed as old men. They're doing some costuming costuming situations. We see James maybe DJing at Sir. We see some Dana versus Max, and more Kristen versus Stasi. I felt like this was classic Vanderpump Rules episode. I, I thought it was great. I liked last week's episode, but it seemed like I was one of the few people that liked it. I was seeing responses online, and people were DMing me. It seemed like no one liked it, but I thought it was good. Just, again, too many people. Where's Raquel? Where's James? We're just missing main cast members. And after, I feel like a lot of us got... Attached to James last season, didn't we? Even though he had said and done such awful things in the past, I feel like we all kind of rooted for him. And now to have episodes where he's not there, it's like I was on Team James for so long and now I miss the guy. I miss the bugger. Anyway, that was the episode. Thank you all so much for listening. If you want live show tickets, everything Iconic Live is going to be happening. San Francisco and Dallas have just a few tickets left. Chicago just completely sold out. Atlanta, DC. Philly are all completely sold out and I'm so grateful and I can't wait to see you guys. Uh, but San Francisco and Dallas do have a handful of tickets left. So you can get those at everythingiconic.com. Uh, click at on the live show link at the top of the page uh, and you can see the link to tickets there. If you want to support this podcast, go to everything or go to patreon.com slash everythingiconic and click become a patron. If you donate $4 more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes doing one a month. I just did an episode. It was I talk a little bit about Pretty Wild. I just binged Pretty Wild, which was a fantastic show on E! that you can watch on the Bravo app or iTunes. You could buy them episodes, just nine episodes. It's the length of the movie The Irishman. You could binge the entire series of Pretty Wild in the same amount of time it takes to watch The Irishman. And which one has more pathos? I would say Pretty Wild does. It's way more thrilling. I encourage everyone to watch it. Buy it on iTunes if you have to. Uh, and watch it. But anyway, I talk about that on Patreon, and then I also answer some questions that people had. That was the bonus episode this month. More important than the bonus episodes, you're just helping to support the show. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to buy one of the t-shirts, go to everythingiconic.store. Everythingiconic.store. All of these things are linked in the episode description. So with that, I want to bid you adieu. We uh, Let's do our cheesy little cool down, followed by our cheesy little theme song. So I'll take a deep breath in and hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in and hold it. Breathe out. Now think about one of your friends. Maybe you were in a wedding of a friend. And throughout the next week or so, text your friend if you went to their bachelor or bachelorette party. Text them a fun memory from that bachelor or bachelorette party. It's always fun when we're out. a good time with our friends. So just remind them and tell them you love them. Reach out to an old friend that you haven't talked to in a while. And I love you all so much for listening. Have a great week. We'll be back tomorrow with a recap of The Real Houses of New Jersey. Icons. I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time. And I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver. With $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders, Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass too pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member only uh, menu items, uh, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code Iconic24. That's Iconic24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for DashPass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for DashPass. Icons. Did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanten, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall, who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus I have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out uh, and also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts.